After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. I was extremely fortunate to be part of this year's Colorado trip at Rainbow Trail Lutheran Camp in Westcliff. Our group was full of very special and amazing people that made this trip infinitely more exciting and inviting. We spent four days on trail in which we hiked about six miles out, um, set up a campsite, got to day hike across boulders to a waterfall, peaked a mountain, swam in a lake, and many other exciting adventures. These things alone make it a very different experience than most of us are used to, but different in the sense of newfound joy and exuberance. But what I've also found is this experience is greatly transformational. Transformational in my mindset, my lifestyle, my compassion, my connections with others and the earth, and ultimately in my faith. And even without the chapel services, daily devotions, and quiet time for personal Bible studies or journaling, at the core is the mountains. There's this threading narrative and imagery of mountains throughout scripture. We hear of Mount Zion, stunning in beauty, but also a symbol of the kingdom of heaven. Psalm 50, verse 2, reads, From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. In Psalm 121, it's written, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? And furthermore, in the New Testament, we can see so much of Jesus' personal work with the disciples done in the mountains, such as the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 16, reads, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Mountains are a place of the Lord, a connection to him. They are the immovable that we have been made known God can move. They are biblically significant, and there's this deeper calling to, that you can feel through each heavy step, a deeper calling to God and to what Abraham and Moses and the disciples all experienced because of their pouring out love for God. But the verses that seem to reflect our backpacking journey in the Sangre de Cristo mountain range was the Transfiguration. Matthew 17, one through nine. People always say it's about the journey and not the destination. It's a phrase that highlights the trials you overcome and what you learn about yourself. But I think it all too diminishes the even greater impact of the destination. Our journey was difficult to say the least. Our group was made up of endurance sport athletes, runners, skiers, swimmers, soccer players. It's safe to say we're used to the long-term work it takes. But even at that, it was a struggle. The ground is uneven, it's steep, there's large boulders we have to cross, some of them are loose, and once you emerge from the tree line, the air is noticeably a little thinner. 
So that's what immediately stuck out to me in the verses of Matthew. This incredibly challenging ascent is omitted. All it says was that Jesus led Peter, James, and John up a high mountain. It makes no mention of the disciples needing to stop to take a hit of their inhaler. It doesn't read, Peter's thighs and calves burned, and John couldn't figure out which layers to keep on or take off. What we do read is the transformational thing that they all experienced once they reached the top. They experienced what us Christians like to call a mountaintop moment, a metamorphosis with God. In the following verses, when Peter sees Jesus shining like the sun and sees Moses and Elijah, he tells Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. And I think that is exceptionally perfect for how you feel at the peak of a mountain. We peaked Lake of the Clouds together, and the first thing I did was look around at our group and pull out my notes app on my phone and write, it's like I've completely forgotten how hard it was and how hard I was breathing and how much I wanted to cry. It was good for us to be there. Because at the peak, you look down and you finally see the strength of God that carried you up there despite your own mind telling you that you couldn't. It was good for us to be there. And I saw our group completely, completely revived in an instant. Faces that looked exhausted, looked bright, everyone was joyous and laughing and asking for pictures. When, when you're in the dark, struggling, you call on the name of the Lord and you might not necessarily see the actual work he is doing, especially when the path ahead seems steeper than anything you would be capable of climbing. But it's at the top, at the destination, where it's clearer than anything before. The destination is what matters most. It's where you open your heart. It's where you're overwhelmed with gratitude and comfort and peace. It's where the light is. So I understand why Peter, after proclaiming how good it was to be there, asked if he should pitch tents. He so desperately wanted to stay where it was good. But God knows we must come down the mountain. So we come back down and we're in awe and we marvel at it all. But we're coming down, holding firm to that experience, that transformation. And that's what I pray for, for my group. God transformed us. He gave us strength and he gave us peace. We felt that it was good for us to be there. So now I pray that we hold that and move into life with the knowledge and wisdom of being in that good place. And similarly, it's what I pray for our congregation and our world. That as people have these mountaintop moments, times when it feels right and good to be in God's presence, that we accept the change that God is bringing us into and stand unshaken and unbroken in it, and that we let it guide us in all that we do. My group, we were not the first to go into the mountains and be changed and livened. It's a holy and perfect place of God's peace and steadfastness and it is so good for us to be there.